Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Boston people, our other boozy podcast friends at Martinis and Murder are doing a live show in Boston on October 31st. That's right. Halloween night at the Wilbur. If you're in the Boston area and don't have Halloween plans yet, drop what you're doing right now and get your tickets. There's going to be crime stories, fascinating clips from other oxygen shows, games, giveaways, and of course, spooky drinks. It's the perfect way to spend Halloween night with friends. I am so jealous. If I were going to be in Boston that weekend, I would be all over this. So don't miss out. I want you to tell me all about it. Get your tickets now at oxygen.tv forward slash mm boston. Again, that's oxygen.tv forward slash mm boston. Now on to the show. You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. You bet. <laughs> yeah, sure. You betcha. Um, we have a very special guest this week uh, for a very special gals pick episode. Yeah. Yeah, but we're who taking are we? back the reins. Ah, fuck it. I'm Kenyon. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. And this is the perfect opportunity to announce who's joining us today. Yeah. Take it away. Who's, who's our very special guest? Who are you? Who are you? It's me, Becky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hi, it's Stephen Ray Morris. Oh! Yes! That you, you heard that right. It is Stephen Ray Morris of Myriad Podcast fame. So you probably already know, but Stephen produces a bunch of amazing podcasts, including My Favorite Murder, Ologies, whole bunch out there. But most fittingly for today's episode, he co-hosts the Purrcast. Oh, oh yeah. did you hear that cat in the background? Yes. The timing Ray. was epic. It's Ray. I asked Hi, Corey Ray. to get him away. Oh, <laughs> honey. Oh, my cat's here too, Penny Lynn. Hi, Penny. Oh, we're going to get left to in, your she cat. She left in disgust right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's so judgmental. I know. My dog is. is here and she keeps scratching at her bed, spinning around three times and lying down, ma- realizing she's unsatisfied, getting up, <laughs> scratching her bed, spinning uh-huh. around three times, lying down again. Now mm-hmm. she's looking at me like, why are you talking about me, bitch? <laughs> my my dog Josie is here and she is really sad because she is wearing a cone of shame currently. Aww. Also sad I that know. we're not talking about dogs this episode. <laughs> All right, Lucy. <laughs> Jesus Fine. Christ. Let's stay on topic. Okay. Well, Lucy's going to be an insufferable bitch for this entire episode. (laughs) Just leave your dogs out of it. We don't want to hear about it. Okay. Can't wait for dog crimes because you are going to get this back tenfold. Okay. But the topic this week, as you might have guessed, is cat crimes. Yes. Meow. Mm. That's my re- <laughs> I'm so excited. Meow. I'm just like, meow, yep, let's, let's do it. I'm <laughs> so into it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. So, Amanda, what's our wine crime pairing for cat crimes? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> our <laughs> wine crime pairing 
four cat crimes. First of all, gave me the pleasure of making a trip to Total Wine Bloomington. And no, Matt uh, was not available. Uh, although, also, did you I, ask? Go in and I, I go in and I ask for Matt. And like three different times, it has not been the same Matt. Because surprise, <laughs> Matt is a very popular name. <laughs> and a Somebody. lot of people named Matt work at Total Wine Bloomington. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a superstore. Um, but apparently one of our <laughs> listeners told one of the mats at Total Wine Bloomington that we talk about him. Oh, and no. And so one <laughs> of them, perhaps not the original, is very flattered. The mat in question is about five foot seven to eight, mm-hmm. uh, blonde, uh, very Minnesotan looking, but no beard. Not like Minnesotan hipster looking, like Minnesotan. I went to Carl's or School of Management, and now I work for Cargill kind of looking, uh-huh. but I work at yep. Total Wine. Khakis, uh, Blue Matt. eyes, very round head. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I will see you again, Matt. I will see you again. He was probably um, like a seasonal worker. He like it, lives I mean, in Florida. Honestly, he He's may probably have been... my secret half-brother. <laughs> yeah, you described oh Kenyon. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It might be, though. Um, anyway, that's a whole other episode entirely. Today, we are drinking Nine Lives Gato Negro Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. I can say Gato Negro, but I can't say Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> Something's not right here. Um, like I said, you can find this at Total Wine and do visit the Nine Lives Wine website because it's very spooky and it features a kitty and recipes for great food to pair their wines with. Also, since I know it's going to come up either from one of y'all or from somebody tweeting or emailing us, yes, I am aware that there is wine that you can buy for your cat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it's not alcoholic. It's like catnip wine, essentially, so that you could sit at home and drink wine with your cat. So your cat has its own safe wine and you can drink your wine. Mm, Have either of you cat owners ever done this? I have not. I have gotten the cat wine for Penny Lane, but Mm -hmm. she, I don't think, I think she wanted to wait till it kind of aged properly. Oh my God, her palate is impeccable. and then it just expired, so it, it's not. So it's not real one. <laughs> so she never got to try it. Penny Lane. Penny, we'll she had it. her little decanter, decanter, all ready to go. Decanter. Uh, well, maybe as a thanks for being on our show, we can send you and Penny Lane a little care package. Oh, I'm on it. Um, I'm not yeah, gonna make her so. wait though. She's got to open it right when she gets it. Oh yeah. yeah. Put it right into her chalice. I assume she has a chalice. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. So she only has that the, hot, the best cat, go- <laughs> cat goblet. <laughs> I fully believe this to be true. So yeah, check out their website again. It's Nine Lives and their website's really cute. So Gato Negro, of course, translates to black cat. So how is Ghostface doing, Lucy? She's good, you know. Uh, she laid with me all night last night. She just stepped on my tits at least mm. 17 times. I almost yeah. threw her off. That's a jarring uh, way to wake up. Yeah, it Ouch. is. Especially Someone with their skinny with little whom... peg legs. They just get in there. Yeah. They're very sharp. Well, yeah. She was so- checking for lumps. Someone with whom I frequently <laughs> share a bed has a cat named Pepperoni, and mm. Pepperoni really likes to uh, make bread on your tummy in the morning. 
Yeah. Mm. I go, oh, pepperoni's making bread. <laughs> Aw, little baker. She gets, she's into it. Anyway, so <laughs> this is the, a, what? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say those biscuits don't make themselves, but. They sure as shit don't. <laughs> no, you got to put in the work. Of, <laughs> I have plenty of dough to knead, so she's going to be busy in the kitchen <laughs> yeah, for a while. I don't while. think she's making bread. I think she's making pizza dough. Oh. I in her pizza. mind, she's like, oh, cat's work is never done. Oh, mm-hmm. seriously. Mm-hmm. She probably Back helped. At it. She probably helped make the dough for this person who made the pizza with my face on it for my birthday. Which, if you're not following me on social media, you're missing quality content. You totally <laughs> looked like the clown girl from the big comfy couch on that pizza. I know. <laughs> and he tricked me. So I came over and I could smell it baking. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see this pizza with my face on it. And he goes, actually, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So I just made a regular pizza with like regular toppings. And I, w- I almost cried. I was so upset. And he's like, are you yeah. mad? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I texted all of you saying I was ending it because I was so angry. And I was, he let me <laughs> sit in this, in this emotion puddle for like 15 yeah. minutes. And it then finally the pizza was done and he pulled it out and it did have my face on it. And I started screaming and running around oh the God. apartment. God, You are so <laughs> high energy. I know it was I'm tired just cluster. listening to that story. I know. Anyway, back to the wine. So this Chilean Sauv Blanc boasts citrus and grassy notes with a hint of pear on the nose and that fresh finish that is so classic of Sauvignon Blancs. Unlike the rough tongue of a kitty cat. <gasps> we'll get to it. This Sauv has a silky mouthfeel and a clean finish, making it a perfect pairing. <laughs> yes. With li- Can you tell I had fun writing this? With yeah. light fare such as tuna tartare, brie, or a delicious fruit salad. Mm. She clocks in at 12.5% ABV and she is a cracker. So no need for a nice pop wine key from our online store, wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com. But it's always good to have one of those in your back pocket and doubles as a great cat toy. Mm -hmm. Oh, also as a great weapon. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There is a knife on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is a little knife. Mm -hmm. All right. So shall we crack? Let's crack. Steven, do you know what to do after you hear crack? Oh my gosh, I, I wish I could remember right now, but it's it's early on Sunday morning, so I'm, it's okay. I'm feeling. I've been. I've, it's because I've been drinking last night. So well, that's you know. good. Me too. I'm also hungover. You have to say "nice crack" in your best Minnesotan accent. You want to oh test God. it out? You want to give it a, a spin? Nice crack. Oh, okay. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Could at be all. better, but not bad Far at all. Our lead. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, nice, nice crack. Yeah. <laughs> I love Steven's, all of your accents, really. Nice crack. Are you from Southern California? Yes, I grew up in Southern. Oh, okay. I'm, I grew up in Southern. I grew up next to Disneyland. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Good God. That explains right. so much. I'm lost. I'm lost in imagination. We from will being stuck there. This is one of at least two mentions of Disneyland that we're going to get to. Ooh. Oh my goodness! I got notes All for right. days, y'all. All right, let's yeah, get. Yeah, thank God my case is short. <laughs> yeah, um, I yeah. For the listeners back home, I'm not drinking 
Gato Negro. I could not get it here, but I am drinking a delicious G&T. So if you hear ice cubes, Yum. that's what's going on. Ooh. And with that note, Lucy, just unleash. Tell us what oh, you God. got. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a lot of cat facts. And no, I spent you don't say. hours <laughs> yesterday pouring through, like, listicles of fun cat facts. But I skipped over every single thing that I already knew. So hopefully <laughs> oh, we've God. filtered out... The bullshit that's like, oh, cats can jump to six times their height. Like, we all, we all already know, know that. that shit. Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> so we're like getting that one time that I attempted to show you a cute cat video to try to bond with my best friend while on tour. <laughs> and Lucy snapped. I've already seen that. Everyone's seen that. Wow. I said that, that was, was like two years best. ago. <laughs> she was so indignant about it. I was like, well, never mind. <laughs> I'll just I go jump off a night. cliff, I guess. <laughs> but I will watch that fat orange cat rolls down, the, down stairs the stairs video <laughs> yes. for the rest of my life. Steven, have you seen that? <laughs> yes. Any oh. anytime I just like anytime cats go down the stairs, it's like it <laughs> it seems like it's challenging to them on some level. But it also seems like they don't give a shit. They're like, what is this bullshit that humans invented? Whatever. You yeah. Know? Like, they're they're basically eat. made out of pudding anyway, so it doesn't matter. They can just get down they're made them out of anyway. Pudding? Yeah. They're just, cats are. They just, they cats have are no bones. They're blobs. Yeah. 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 They, they can mm-hmm. fit under doors. If you if you ever want to have a freaky time, just YouTube like cats going under doors and they literally like smush into like a puddle, Alex Mack style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And just like reform on the other side, you're like, how is that possible that a, that a full grown cat could fit under um, whatever that the like the space underneath the door? It's I can crazy. tell you how. It's because cats oh. have like twenty or thirty more bones than humans do, so they're obviously smaller than our bones, so they can like move their bodies and like. <gasps> it's not that they're like double jointed, but like it's kind of the same effect because they have so many tiny little bones, they can just like. Bleh. Like squish wherever they need to. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So cool. Okay. Um, also, cats use their whiskers to sense whether their bodies can fit through a space. Their whiskers are exactly yeah. as long as their bodies are wide. So that's how they know if they can fit into a space. Oh, okay. Do their whiskers I want have whiskers like- so bad because I need this <laughs> sensor for if my ass can get into a certain chair or doorway or, or McDonald's or play attempt. place slide. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Airplane seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need whiskers the for exact width of my ass <laughs> so I'll know ahead of time. Ass I'm having whiskers. them installed. Just use your arms. Ass whiskers. Ick. My arms aren't long whiskers. enough. <laughs> <laughs> my ass span oh my is wider than my wingspan, ladies. And okay. Well, before we get to the cat facts, I want to have a brief convo with Steven. Um, tell us about your cat life, your kitty cat, and also a little bit how you started the Purrcast and like what you and Sarah, your co-host Sarah Iyer, talk about. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we. Well, my cat life. I mean, I've had cats my whole whole life. I had I had a dog too. Uh, throwing that bone out there. Ah, nice. Okay, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I grew up with cats my whole life and everything, but it wasn't really until, I feel like 
my idea always of like adulthood, one of the tenets of that was, uh, or one of the more exciting parts of that was just like, oh, you're an adult when you have a pet. Because to me, it's just like in college, mm -hmm. it's like the people who had animals in college, I'm like, you're insane. Like we have finals. What are you doing right? with a dog or a cat? Uh, and my so husband what, tried to quote adopt a squirrel in college. <laughs> no, how did that work and, out? Uh, I don't want to talk about it because I don't yeah, want to get the hate great. mail. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the squirrel enjoyed the grape nuts while it lasted. Did he oh. kill it? He didn't. Oh my oh god, my the god. grape oh, nuts no. did. <laughs> he didn't. Oh no. He let oh. it die slowly. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a quick. Uh, it was quick. Oh my God. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, that's, I guess, Halloween themed a little bit too, but, uh, <laughs> spooky. Uh, so yeah, no, when I moved to LA and I like was finally like, Oh, I have my, you know, I have a quote unquote adult job or whatever. Then I was like, okay, now I can get a cat. So that's when I got Miss Penny Lane, who is my mom's cat, who she, uh, gave me because she was moving to Oregon and was like, I don't know what's out in the wilderness there. Uh, so, mm. you know. I mean, she's over in, uh, like, wild country. Uh, like Yeah, you have to be careful. They're, like, hawks and eagles and shit that literally swoop down and pluck pets from yards. Mm -hmm. I mean, giant cats like cougars or even, yeah. like, wolf, like coyote, not wolves. <laughs> she's not that far in the wilderness. Coyotes. Bears. Okay. Yeah. But, oh, my. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I got Miss Penny Lane. And then, so Sarah and I went to school together. She was a couple years older than me. And we, but in L.A., it's like when you're at a party, it's that kind of thing of, like, oh, it's awkward. I don't really like networking or schmoozing. So we would always just like, if, if it was ever like an alumni thing or whatever, it's like you'd either talk about the cat that is at that apartment or we would talk about our own cats. And so uh, <laughs> eventually we're just like, oh, this is what we just enjoy talking about the most. And we like hearing other people talk about their their cats or dogs or whatever. And uh, not squirrels and uh, or <laughs> birds, um, not birds. I do not, not want to hear you talk about your birds. I kind of also don't want to <laughs> hear you talk about your horses. Like bird people and horse people terrify me. They horses they are, are definitely their are own noble. special breed for sure. Um, a special breed, a special yes. breed. Uh, but yeah, so so we've been doing that podcast for about no not about actually now i'm like what time of year is it again it's october we've been talking to people about their cats for four years now over 200 oh, episodes wow amazing that's and so good and we never seem to run out of people to talk to it seems hell no <laughs> it seems like people like talking about their cats and and uh yeah i i don't i don't I would never get sick of it. It feels like something I could just do forever, basically. Yeah, oh, same. So I was only on one of your episodes, and I want to be on all of them. Oh, yeah, you have to come back. I mean, it's just... Uh, I was going to ask, how have they been doing since tour life, since you've been home a little more often? Are they excited to have you back? I don't think they noticed that I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also great too. I mean, again, Penny Lane, when I go on trips, she's either like when I come back, she's either like, who are you again? Or, uh, you know, basically that. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's, I still love her more. Actually, I love her more for that for some reason. But I don't know what that says about me uh, <laughs> appreciating neglect, but, you know, yeah. that's just the way it's it is. Some deep seated trauma. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, we love him anyway. Scott. Our friend Scott, who is kind of affectionately, we call him the fourth gal, 
He's been our friend forever. He and I have been friends since kindergarten. He has an adorable cat named Kitty Pants. Kitty. And oh my gosh, she's she, gorgeous. She, she is oh. beautiful. She truly is a gem. I'm not like a huge, huge cat person. She is like model beautiful. Yeah, Steven she Elson, is model she, beautiful. I save, fo- I have like a folder of photos of Scott's cat. I'll send you some <laughs> she, right now. She looks like Grace Kelly as a cat. Oh, yeah. Lucy yeah. and Pepperoni's dad have their own special relationship just over <laughs> their cat. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're collective cats. Pepperoni is one of the friendliest cats ever, uh, though. She's like a dog. She just comes up and rolls over and wants you to pet her. Yeah. I, I'm, I would say I feel like this is something we talk about on the Percast a lot, but I feel like as an adult, I feel like I've noticed cats' behavior very... It, it seems very different now. Growing up, cats were animals that were kind of indoor, outdoor. If they were indoor, they were hiding mm-hmm. under the bed. Like, those are the kind of cats mm-hmm. I had growing up. And I, I feel like because of, like, internet like culture and things and and younger you know and we're all like post-college like young adults like we're having fun with our cats like I feel like they're a lot more social now or or something like that. I don't know they well, just we're not I, terrifying children anymore true yes, that's true yes it's very true um, don't hate me but I once my grandparents had a cat for a while they also had dogs but they had a cat that like they basically inherited when one of their kids like was in college, you know, whatever the yeah. standard thing. Yeah. Um, and I, when I was little, like six, maybe I brushed the cat's teeth with toothpaste. Oh, oh you God. didn't know oh you were God. trying to help. How did, did, I, how did the cat let you do that? It was declawed. Oh. <laughs> oh no! That doesn't Sorry, mean it was bite. letting you do. It. And then, and then I. <laughs> I'm not All that means is Kenyon didn't get hurt in the struggle that the cat. <laughs> right. Had. Yeah. I. I. I mean, looking back on it, it was I can't believe I did that. But I didn't have pets, and I the cat had bad breath, and I wanted to brush the cat's teeth, and I was little, and I was unsupervised, and <laughs> also, um, I, they had the cat for several more years after that. But I literally never laid eyes on it again. I was yeah. there every weekend, and it hid and from I, you. Oh, <laughs> so thoroughly. Yeah. If you yeah. live anywhere near Minneapolis, you have to go, or if you ever find yourself here and you're a cat lover, you have to go to the bookstore in Linden Hills called Wild Rumpus. Oh my God. Wild oh, Rumpus. it's so good. Yeah, I lived my, there when I was growing up. It's amazing. And it has like cats and chickens that roam around in it. In the back, there's like a chinchilla and well, cool. do- turtle doves and all. It's like the most magical place ever. I just go to like feel alive again yeah. in this there, horrible there's world. There's like a tiny little like haunted shack looking thing in the yep. back. And that's where all like the scary books were. That's where Ooh, I, yeah. And if you look through the floor, that's where they keep like the tarantulas and stuff. And there's the like a glass stuff, part of the yeah. floor and they have like the creepier animals and cages underneath there. Whoa. There's, it's so cool. But these tons of kids, my, my BFF and I took her one year old daughter there yesterday and she was so enamored with everything, but it's like, these cats are so used to, to children and they're actually, they adopt and to rescue a very specific breed of cat that I can't remember the name of right now, but they don't have tails. Uh-huh. 
The oh. tails aren't clipped. The cats just are nat- do not naturally have a tail, mm-hmm. so they don't get tugged. And so one very brave, adorable cat was like out sauntering around, you know, socializing with all the kids, and the kids were being so gentle with it and like being so sweet. And then my friend's daughter would come around the corner and just start screaming because <laughs> she was so excited, <laughs> like high-pitched insanity scream and just like barreling toward this cat. And I've never seen a cat run so fast. <laughs> In my entire life. And then all the kids that were like having this nice moment with this cat just all look at her like, are you kidding me? We were petting that cat. (laughs) You ruined it for... I was laughing my ass off. I was like, this is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I could watch this all day. I'd be pissed. Just her scaring cats. (laughs) I think that's that's the only difference between... Uh, cat people as kids and as adults. As kids, we're like, ah! And then in the, on the inside, we're like, as an adult, we're just doing that on the inside. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't want to scare learned, the cat away. You've learned. Yeah, the methods, the tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love that. Um, okay, so, Stephen, tell the people how they can find you. And by the way, I should mention that the per cast is spelled with three R's Ooh. when you're okay, searching. Yeah, because <laughs> this same said person who Lucy now has an exclusive cat text relationship with tried to find that episode of the purrcast and only put in two r's and that podcast is just cats purring yeah there's no talking (laughs) it's just cats purring for 45 minutes didn't he text you like amazing when does lucy start he listened to it for 20 minutes no talking only purring for 20 minutes before reaching out to me and asking when Lucy joins the episode. And I was like, He's patient. And then he, he sent that. it to me and I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely not the right show. We're like, Lucy, you were great. Loved what you said, but we're going to replace you with cats purring for 20 minutes. That's what we've been doing for four years. Uh, Steven is a cat. That is his podcast. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's a tra- it's we translated it. It's actually taken through a cat oh, translator. So that is Lucy, but she's just translated into cat person. Okay, okay, but that's Steven actually and Sarah super brilliant. are both anamorphs. And <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, we are. <laughs> I would love oh if you God. translated your show into exactly as long as your show is, but only with purring. Patreon <laughs> content. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if we made YouTube videos, it would just be, you would still see the captions of like Lucy talking, but it would just be, you know. Mur, 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 mur. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> with captions. Yeah. Uh, cat- I'm into it. Captions. <laughs> Okay. Oh, funny. Bad puns are part of the podcast as well, too. So I'm feeling right at home right now. <laughs> uh, great. Now cozy. it's three against one. I feel so <laughs> lucky. So where can they find you, Stephen? <laughs> oh yeah, they can. Uh, the podcast with three R's. We say. Uh, I mean, because it's but you know, it's the idea was that I mean, I think originally we were like we wanted people to say the podcast, but nobody does that. So. Uh, but when people do, it's nice. But, um, yeah, so if you just, you can just look that up and you can go to the exactly right. Cause we're part of the exactly right network. You can go to that website and you can find it there. And then I'm at Stephen Ray Morris on all the things that's R A Y. Oh, and Stephen nice. with a V cause those are the real Stevens. Is Ray your middle yeah, name? It. Yes. It's my middle name. And it's, it's, I feel like growing up, if you have two very boring, like first and last names, you're like looking for anything to make it exciting. So it's like <laughs> Stephen Morris is just like, who who's that, you know, like generic accountant or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but my middle name, because I got it from my mom, 
uh, named after her grandfather. My mom's name is Ramona, so it's like she has such a cool, cool name. And that so, is gorgeous. Yeah, so to have a little bit of that in my middle name, I was like, okay, now I'm just gonna go by that. It's yeah. in my writer. It's in my writer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we did not read his writer. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. try and le- I, I try and legally get away with it, but then there's times where it's like you just can't put your middle name, and it's just like I'll get like a name tag that just says Stephen Morris on it. I'm like, this is oh, that just feels wrong. I know, yeah. I don't Sickening. like that. Sick. I'm, no. I'm gonna name my firstborn Damien Fay. Damien Fay. <laughs> Fay is the middle name. So Stephen Ray and Damien Fay. Do you want to be the Godfather? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm good at. I'm good at, uh, I'm good at. I realize I'm. I'm not too bad with uh, children. So because my girlfriend has a three year old. So and yeah, we've been having fun. And she's really. She's actually really good with cats. I should say. Ooh, uh, cool. But we tell her to be gentle, and then Penny Lane goes up and sniffs her, and she just like holds her hand out and just slowly brushes it over, and Penny's like, "What's going on?" But at least she's not. <laughs> Uh, grabbing. grabbing my whiskers or anything like yeah. that, or the or tail. brushing Penny Lane's teeth with toothpaste. Yeah, no, no. She, oh she's my god, trying that. to poison the cat with human toothpaste. <laughs> but the cat, the was, cat fine. was fine because it was declawed <laughs> and didn't go the, the way of the squirrel. Survived. So I used yeah. to pet my when I was really little. My first cat, her name was Blue. Um, oh, Blue. I used to pet her backwards because it felt better for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, that that sums you up in a nutshell. She, she didn't. <laughs> she, it took me a little while to realize that she looked nicer when I pet her with the grain of her fur. Mm-hmm. So we were going we for aesthetics. don't do that to fish or sharks. Oh, I can't. Ugh. Yeah. Or snakes. Petting backwards is not good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, God, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Well, with that... Cat facts, cat, cat facts, facts, cat facts, cat facts. <laughs> so I am beyond thrilled about this episode. Go fucking figure. Uh, let's now go over some reasons why cats are the best gift that this life can possibly bring to each and every one of us. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. Um, starting with their sleeping habits. Cats sleep for roughly 70% of their lives, which like, hi. Nice. Jealous. Uh, <laughs> super jealous. Uh-huh. Um. On average, that's about 15 hours per day. And some cats, like kittens and older cats, will tend to sleep more than like middle-aged cats. But some cats sleep up to 20. This should be acceptable for human beings. Yeah. Sleeping Mm -hmm. up to 20 hours a day. I'm into it. Nice. And this is because cats are physiologically wired to hunt and chase their prey, which requires a lot of energy. And big cats hunt mostly at night, so house cats, descendants of big cats, are more active at night and typically sleep for most of the day. So a word for this is crepuscular, is when you're awake at night and asleep during the day. And when cats are dozing, they will usually position their bodies so they could spring into action if they needed to. So like when they're just kind of sitting with their feet all tucked, but they're like snoozing. Mm-hmm. Just so they can, like, jump up if they need to. Damn. Um, cats are politically engaged. There's <laughs> there's a cat named Stubbs, or should I say was a cat named Stubbs, who served as mayor of Talkeetna, Alaska for 10 years until his death in 2017 at the ripe old age of 20 years and three months. Good on ya, Talkeetna. Mm-hmm. Well, Stubbs is the mm-hmm. cat. Oh, sorry. 
Stubbs. Yeah. Stubbs. He didn't have a tail. That's why his name was Stubbs. His position oh. was actually just honorary since Taquitna isn't a real town. It is simply a historic district. So, yeah, there's a spot like that in Minnesota where a dog has been reelected mayor like three times. Yeah, I love <laughs> it's it. so cute. <laughs> um, this political process is a real animal circus. That just felt okay. That didn't feel great. Uh, <laughs> I like he's, it. He's workshopping it. <laughs> Our puns are notoriously terrible, so anything mm. you can bring to the table is going to be well received. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, so fun fact about Stubbs, he truly did have nine lives. He survived being shot by teenagers with BB guns, being attacked by a dog. What the dog attack sounds like the worst one. He took, he spent like several months recovering. Is that Um, where he lost his tail? No, I think he was just the type of cat that didn't have a tail. And for some reason that breed is escaping me. It's really bothering me. Um, he fell into a deep fryer. <laughs> oh my! What the hell? Oh, oh my! Are you? Jesus this, that escalated so fast. I think I did de- not see that coming. I think the deep fryer was off at the time. But I he would hope, hope so. so. <laughs> um, he was deep fried anything these days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> These pickles just fell into the deep fryer. I guess I just have to eat all of them now with ranch. Um, <laughs> oh, he, he, yeah. also, he also survived being abducted by a garbage truck and driven to another town. <laughs> oh my. So, I love who was, this. Who was watching after Stubbs? No um, one. He was, was probably outdoors. No, it's like a general store. He he was found when the owner of the general store like plucked him out of a cardboard box of kittens because she liked that he didn't have a tail, so she named him oh. Stubbs. So then he lived at the general store, and like tourists coming through just really liked him, so they gave him the honorary position of mayor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What a life. Uh, what a life. Other cat public servants include Tama, or maybe Tama, a Japanese cat who was a train station master, and also like a conductor, <laughs> I think. I'm not sure how that works, but. Um, oh, him pushing the little buttons. Yeah, with a tiny hat. In, in control over people's lives. <laughs> yeah, that cat. Gets me to work either on time or not even close to on time. <laughs> I get fired because of that cat. She has a little Tama. silver, a tiny silver whistle. <laughs> a little um, hat. Cat Mando, who, who served as joint leader of the British official monster raving loony party, which I suspect <clears throat> is like the Church of the Spaghetti Monster. It's mm-hmm. probably just an ironic, you know, whatever. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. Cat Mando. And Morris... Probably related yeah. to Stephen oh. Ray, who, who ran for mayor of the Mexican city of Xalapa, capital of the state of Veracruz, in 2013. And here's a quote from a Guardian article about it. Quote, Morris has become an expression of how fed up people are with all the parties and a political system that does not represent us, said Sergio Shamaro, owner of the furry black and white candidate, whose first campaign slogan was... Tired of voting for rats? Vote for a cat. <laughs> nice. I love that. And then later down the article, quote, the head of Veracruz's Electoral Institute, which organizes elections in the state, has urged members of the public not to waste their votes by spoiling their ballots with support for Morris. <laughs> quote, it is important to vote for the registered candidates, Carolina <laughs> Vivero said. Please. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. She's just begging please. for people. Please. <laughs> wow. In oh the end, God. in the end, over 7,500 citizens wrote in candigato, which is really close to the Spanish word for candidate, but like gato. Oh, oh like candicat. That's a great play on words. Cantigato Morris uh, wrote on their ballots, which the ballots were then voided because Morris Not obviously fair. wasn't a registered Morris uh, placed candidate. in fifth. I think no. he. I think he would have won had he been <gasps> a human. But they no. could. Wow. You know, they didn't count those ballots. But that's like a lot of votes. I mean, you know, Sounds our political like processes. Our political process is kind of fucked, but I mean, we did the same thing in America with Harambe. You know, there was tons of people who did that. You're just like, look, I love cats, but let's not waste our votes. Probably be more effective. Also, like, do no harm. Policy (laughs) issues. Okay, so coming back to their sharp ass tongues, um, the middle of a cat of the cat's tongue is covered in backwards pointing barbs. And this is used for breaking off and gripping meat. So cats' tongues feel so fucking sharp because they're not only barbs, but they face backwards. So when they lick you, it, like, kind of hurts. Yeah. I don't like that one bit. What? I don't like that one bit. No. Not one bit. You know what else is barbed? (laughs) Cat penises. (laughs) And so are duck penises. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking well, they're rapists. curly cues. Are they barbed as well? Duck ones are because they latch. And pig ones are curly cued for sure, but not barbed. Oh, God, I hate it. Oh. But yeah, cat dicks are definitely barbed. And we talked about that on that episode of the Purrcast that I was on. Yes, we did. Mm. I yeah, think cat, cat boners come, come up a lot. Cat dicks come up a lot on the Purrcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, mm-hmm. for, for considering how most people you know, at, at this point in age, if you have a cat, it should be spayed or neutered. But uh, I feel like a lot of people grew up with childhoods or, you know, childhoods where there was some, you know, cats out on the farm or something like that or street cats. And you, mm-hmm. you learn a lot about the <gasps> penny, cover your ears. Oh, this I is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Penny's like, oh my God. No. <laughs> She's so scandalized. <laughs> yeah. We had a really like dick heavy episode of the Purrcast, which you, you and Macaulay Culkin. It was uh, we just had him on the podcast, and uh, yeah, yeah there was a lot, a lot of, a lot of cat dicks happening. Oh Holy shit! Lucy had a sex dream about his brother. Nailed it. Succession is a great show. So. I know Roman yeah, and Succession. Is. Hate him in my waking moments, but in my dream, he was like taller. And it wasn't Roman the character; it was Roman the actor. I was at like a, I was at like a, like a. A party in LA with all these actors from Succession and the it was whatever. Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin. He was super tall. And I was like, okay, you're kind of hot. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Owning a cat can reduce the risk of stroke and heart attack by thirty percent because they're so soothing. Mm. Mm, I agree. Um, when cats smell something weird and they make that bizarre open mouth face for a few seconds. Yeah. They are employing their Amanda Jacobson's organ. It's their Jacobson's organ. <laughs> <laughs> also known as the vomeronasal sac, which is located on the roof of My their nickname. mouth. My nickname. Vomeronasal. <laughs> That's what happens when sack. I smell tuna. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a photo on the drive of a cat employing this, f- this face. 
Um, so the vomeronasal sac, their Jacobson's organ, is located on the roof of their mouth behind their top teeth. And this organ helps their brain process scents. So when they, they curl their, te- their lips back and they breathe the air in through their mouths, that's like they're just smelling things more. They're smelling something more intensely to figure out what the fuck it is, basically. I straight up took a dump the other day that was so nasty. It activated my vomero nasal sac. <laughs> <and> I- <laughs> you just stood there like I dried into it. the sink. <laughs> Ick. All right. Ew. Um, if you look at the I'm drive, though, such there's a desirable a, partner. There's a picture of a cat making that face, and I think it's so fucking cute. It's the orange one. I love it. Um, scientists think Hi, that baby. cats do this because they rely heavily on scent for everything from marking territory and like identifying others' territory, to mother cats keeping track of their kittens, to males mm. finding females who are in heat, and, like, identifying food, whether, like, meat is spoiled or something like that. Um, the face that they make, by the way, is called Flemin, or a Flemin <laughs> response. And Flemin is German for curling the upper lip. Mm. German? Yeah, that language is so specific. I know. <laughs> German is wild. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder if that's where the stealing the the soul thing came from because like cats smelling people's mouths I feel like there used to be for, fo- folklore folklore oh yeah um <laughs> folklore about like cats you know stealing like baby souls at night like going into the crib oh, and smelling them yeah but uh, oh pe- hmm my P- penny lane's really friendly and so whenever somebody visits she'll automatically like try and get on like the table or something and try and smell your mouth so that's that's actually when she's being really friendly um but maybe secretly she's actually stealing your also soul also stealing the soul yeah <laughs> yeah i'm into it that makes sense i have she so much have in it. common with penny lane i have to meet her <laughs> okay um yeah. cats love humans especially penny lane Adult mm-hmm. adult cats don't naturally meow, but they do it to communicate with humans. They like to be around us and relax with us, as evident every time your cat lies down on your computer keyboard when you're trying to write your fucking notes for recording mm-hmm. in 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, they also heal us with their purring. The frequency of a cat's purrs is the same frequency at which muscle and bone begins to repair itself, which is between about 25 and 150 hertz. Ugh. Jesus. And more what? about more about purring. Most felid mm. species produce a purr-like vocalization, and we usually recognize it as a happy sound, but domestic cats also purr when their kittens are nursing, also when they're giving birth, and when they're under duress, like if they're injured or if they're scared at the vet. Um, so they mm. purr in a lot of different uh, circumstances. And it's possible that purring, like napping, is a low energy mechanism that stimulates muscle and bones without expelling a lot of energy. So cats just like are biologically adapted to being really lazy most of the time. <laughs> so cool. Um, I feel like the healing properties are are so interesting. I'm like, I'm just going to duct tape a bunch of cats to me just to like yeah, heal yeah, all my bones. Exactly. No, I'm not going to do that. But. <laughs> Can other cats, like, can cats, like, communicate with each other just through their vocalizations? Uh, mm. I mean, they do, they do well, most of their communicating non-verbally. 
Right. Well, yeah, and, and and there's been studies and stuff. It's like the idea of like cats meow and that kind of stuff because they're trying to communicate with humans. It is not like cats don't necessarily meow at mm-hmm. each other, although it, that stuff's all up for debate still. Yeah. Okay. Everything that I read said that they don't meow at each other, but they yeah. if they do verbalize with each other, it's like growling and hissing. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't mm-hmm. just meow at each other to say like what's up. <laughs> mhm. Um, So this is from a Scientific American article, quote, the domestication and breeding of fancy cats, fancy cats, Mm. occurred occurred relatively recently compared to other pets and domesticated species. Thus, cats do not display as many muscle and bone abnormalities as their more strongly selected carnivore relative, the domestic dog. Perhaps cats... Perhaps cats purring helps alleviate the dysplasia or osteoporotic conditions that are more common in their candid cousins or canid cousins. Candid. <laughs> They're very. These dogs are very candid. They are pretty very candid. candid. <laughs> yeah, dogs t- are pretty candid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought that was interesting that like because cats haven't been specifically bred into like different fancy breeds for as long as dogs do, they have less fucked up bones and muscles in certain spe- in certain breeds and they think that maybe a reason another reason for that is because of their purring they can just oh, sort wow. of like heal their own bodies they're like hmm. they're like Hugh Jackman or uh, Wolverine <laughs> Hugh Jackman himself he's he's, <laughs> a, he's a mean <laughs> heal himself wow uh, some insider knowledge there <laughs> Um, foxes, gorillas, lemurs, tapirs, bears, mongoose, and Hugh Jackman also purr. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's oh. interesting. I didn't know all, all those specific animals purr. That's cool. Yeah, a lot of different animals purr. But I think they purr for different reasons. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think all of them have, like, healing properties. They're just, like, purr-like vocalizations. Okay, cats can fucking hustle. The richest cat... Should be easier to fucking Google than it was. I got lots of different articles. And of course, cats don't live that long. So mm-hmm. if it's outdated by just the slightest bit, then obviously the list is all off. <laughs> so tartar sauce, aka Grumpy Cat, was worth oh. around $100 million upon her death in 2019. Mm. Not enough. What? Yeah. Not enough. She had all those deal like ad deals she had a movie yeah Yeah, she had a christmas movie with aubrey plaza voicing grumpy cat yeah aubrey plaza wow that's some good casting right there Mm -hmm. taylor swift's cat named olivia benson (laughs) yes (laughs) law and order svu (laughs) is worth 97 million dollars after appearing in several ads including ads for keds and diet coke Oh, my God. Taylor Swift can fucking hustle. Jesus. I think Olivia Benson had such fame and was signed for these ads because she is heavily featured in Taylor Swift's Instagram. I love it. Yeah, when I saw Taylor, I saw Taylor Swift uh, on the 1989 tour and... You know, she has all these, like, cool costume changes and things like that. So, like, and stage changes, because I saw it at the Padre Stadium in San Diego. 
And when she went off stage to go do one of the costume changes, there was like a 15 minute break. And during that 15 minute break, she just showed a video of different celebrities like Carly Kloss and like Lena Dunham just talking about her cats for 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the life. (laughs) This is this is the life I want to live. Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. I love people embracing their obsessions with cats so brazenly, openly. It's a whole new world. It's a new day. Yeah. <laughs> a new dawn. Okay. A new day. Okay. Okay. Italian feline Tomasino was rescued off the streets by Maria Assunta, the widowed wife of an Italian tycoon. She couldn't find a suitable organization to leave her wealth to, so she just left it to her cat via her nurse. And the two live peacefully together outside of Rome. This is my fucking dream, FYI. <laughs> what happens when the cat dies? Does the nurse get it? Yeah, so the heir, the widowed wife died and left a fuckload of money to, and she left it to her cat, but she basically, because you can't actually do that, she left it to her own nurse. So the nurse is, like, taking care of the cat. Like, she just trusted her nurse. So Amazing. The nurse and the cat live peacefully together outside of Rome. I like how she couldn't find a suitable, there's like no charitable organizations I could think of that I could help first, you know? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Rich people are wild. Italian tycoons are maybe not known for their charitable giving. (laughs) I will fully be leaving all of my money to my dog and my rabbit. They might need like an, like a, what's it called? An, um, not like a grantor, but. A trust fund. A trustee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trustee? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. When Karl Lagerfeld died earlier this year, there was talk that he might leave his entire $195 million <laughs> fortune to his sweet baby, Choupette. I don't, I don't think that he did. I couldn't really find a lot of information on how much he left her, but on Karl Lagerfeld. Did, <laughs> he did leave her some of it. Um, that said, the bitch does make her own damn money. Choupette alone is worth about three and a half million dollars with her social media influence and branded products. <laughs> I just want to be as wealthy as one of these cats. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That is, that is my dream. And last but not <sighs> least, do we all remember Tara, the hero cat, who was captured on CCTV saving a little boy from a dog attack? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tara the Hero Cat, of whom there is a photo on the drive on the blog, uh, is worth almost $2 million from uh, media appearances. Wow. And if you look at her photo on the drive slash blog, she just looks kind of over it. (laughs) (laughs) Is it labeled? Because there's a lot. Oh, there she is. Okay. I was like, there's a lot of cats in this folder. (laughs) Yeah. She's standing next to a glass like... Um, yeah, award. Award, yeah. I feel like cats have pretty simple tastes, and so I don't know that past, say, $1 million, their lives would be appreciably better. Yeah, probably not. Their quality of life. They yeah. just want a How cardboard box. How dare you box. make these assumptions about cat wealth? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? They just yeah, want for the all box. We- yeah, for all we know, like once a cat is wealthy, they'll do like their own version of the Hunger Games, or they'll just like hire a bunch of people to fight in a ring for them. Like I feel yeah. like that seems realistic to uh, me. That was the perfect segue to my next cat fact. 
Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> yes. The, we're we're in, in sync right now. The mm-hmm. oldest cat video was filmed in 1894 at Thomas fucking Edison's studio, which depicts two cats boxing in a ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I have, and, I have the link cats, right here. Cats and cinema have been together since day one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Speaking of historical figures, Isaac Newton invented the cat door. And Abe and Abe Lincoln super loved cats. He kept four at the White House during his presidency. And when asked what Abe's hobbies were, his wife Mary Todd replied, cats. (laughs) I did not know that. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. That just tripled my affection for Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Babe um, Lincoln, more like. Held Babe the union Lincoln. together, ended slavery, loved cats. Mm-hmm. Openly loved cats, openly talked about his mental health. Had I ridiculous can't. hats. Oh, the hat <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> loved the theater. Succinct speeches. <laughs> we'll stop. Okay. Speaking in full sentences. I miss those days. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah. So cats are super similar to humans. Our brains are around 90% similar, while the areas of our brains that control emotion are almost identical. Hmm. Cats and humans. That checks out. I know. I believe it fully. They also have almost double the number of neurons in their cerebral cortex than dogs have, and they also have better memories. So while they may may have a slower social IQ than dogs, they are better at solving more complex, uh, difficult cognitive problems. If they feel like it. They're smarter than dogs. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. This is for you, Stephen. There are about 200 feral cats who live in Disneyland to control the rodent population. Yes. But they are all I've, spayed I, and neutered. I've actually, I actually, because I worked at Disneyland. That was my first job in <gasps> high school. And oh, God. Are you fucking kidding but, me? That was your first job? That was my very first job when I was 17. I worked at Pete Support. Uh, <laughs> making God. making pastas and salads for all the good good families. Making uh, dough like pepperoni. Oh yeah 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 like pepperoni. Uh, but I never. I mean, I worked in Tomorrowland, so I'm assuming that's why I never saw any of the cats because it's you know the future and sci-fi or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's a very real program that um, I think there's like a. Um, there's like Instagrams devoted to like the, the spotting of the cats at Disneyland. Oh I haven't been in a long God. time, but. I think if I went, I would be like, hey, can we do like a thing on this? And then that way I don't, I can go to Disneyland for free and not. Absolutely. Yeah, really. Oh my gosh, you should. Yeah. You live like two blocks away from Disneyland. So. Yeah. You can actually it. hear the rides from my, if you know, I had to get them to be quiet for the podcast, but so they were nice. They were <laughs> nice just about that. hear the children's screams guys, from my window. <laughs> guys, can we just shut it down for a couple hours? Thanks. That'd be can great. Can we take a five? Can we take, take a five, cool, please? <laughs> Um, This is something I definitely didn't know. Female cats are usually right-pawed, and male cats are usually left-pawed. No. Yeah. I didn't even know they had a dominant paw. Yeah, they do. I'm shook. (laughs) I I know. How much are they writing, really, that we would know that? Mm -hmm. Uh, They're clearly only writing in secret. Well, like in track... Kenyon, do you remember when we were on track in middle school for like 10 minutes and we had to like, mm-hmm. 
you could you had to like gently push someone forward to see which foot they instinctively put out first. That was your starting foot. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how I got this scar on my face. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you had to gently shove your best friend forward on an asphalt track. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm hideously disfigured now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it could be related to like, you know, running or pouncing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I actually don't know what uh, paw my cat Penny Lane is. I'm gonna have to pay attention this next time. I feel like yeah, well, we I mean, they're saying, report. Well, they're saying yeah. There's, I, but I. That's interesting that because I feel like humans were all kinds of pod. So I wonder <laughs> if maybe Penny Lane, maybe she's right pod, but maybe she's, but she's also an orange cat, and orange cats are female. Uh, Georgia Hardstark was when she was on the podcast she she illuminated this fact that orange orange female cats are super rare and like only 10%. So maybe she's got the left pod which would make oh, her like kind of yeah. unique. Mhm. Yeah, she's maybe. right. Most orange cats are male. Uh, so that'd be two orange cats that we've mentioned on this episode so far that are female, which is Kitty Pants, Scott's cat and mm-hmm. Penny Lane. Pepperoni. Pepperoni's wow. not orange. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You were just confusing with pizza. That's like yeah, actual pizza. Yeah, and female. Female pizza. I think of pepperoni. Mm, I'm Obviously. so hungry. The longest living cat on record was named Cream Puff from Austin, Texas, who lived to... Are you fucking ready for this? Steven, let me hear your I, guess. How old do you think the longest living cat on record was when she died? Hmm... I th- I feel like I knew this at one point, but I don't. I don't remember anymore. Keep I'm in mind say, that my grandmother is 102 years old. I'm gonna say <laughs> for reference. Wow, that's amazing. Actually, uh, I'm gonna say like 35. 38 years old. 30, <laughs> 38 years. And, 38 years and three days. Wow. I'd be like, I did not adopt a tortoise. I adopted a cat. Why won't you die? Right. Wow. Like, what That's is, longer than the life expectancy of like Renaissance adults. What's what's 38 <laughs> times seven? Is it seven years? Is seven years cat years or is it nine years? Ooh, seven is dog years. I don't know about cat years. I Cats forget, live longer I than what dogs, cat years though. are. But I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, I guess if you multiply. Well, I don't know math. But. 30, I know, I pulled out my phone. 38 times 7 is 266. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't. I it's cannot. older than us. And th- and thir- <laughs> the cat is our elder. Yeah, and 38 times 9, if it's 9 years, is 342. <laughs> this cat's Stop. like, I was here before your great, 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 great grandfather. Great grandfather. <laughs> this cat built the pyramids in Egypt. This oh cat built God. this city on rock and roll. This, this cat is the Sphinx. Can you imagine yeah. how yeah. ugly Cream Puff was when she finally died? <laughs> oh, she looked like, like shit. Oh. She has two teeth. I'm going to Google her oh. real quick. Cream Puff. Oh, cream cat. Puff. That's when it's like, you know what, Cream Puff? You've had a good run. It's been 30 no. years. At that point, you're you're in it to set a record. It's like Ruth Bader That's Ginsburg. True. You're giving yeah. that cat green juice every day. That cat yeah. does not miss a workout. I'm giving it a blood transfusion from my own blo- body. <laughs> Whatever Human it blood. takes. Human <laughs> blood transfusion. 
Oh, she doesn't look that bad. I'll put a photo on the drive. Okay. How many more cat facts do we have? Because we've yeah. been at this for an hour yeah, already. Well, <laughs> I don't have that many more, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> Sphinx cats, while hairless, are typically four degrees warmer than cats with coats. Yeah, they are. And actually, I was browsing in one of my many Facebook cat groups last night, and I found a short poem about a Sphinx cat, which I will read to you now. Great. <laughs> I, am a, I am a Sphinx, a hairless cat. I have no fur to shed or mat. I'm skin and bones. I get real cold. I'm very young, but look so old. My toes are webbed just like a duck. When people stare, say, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's it. Wow. <laughs> amazing. Mm-hmm. What an amazing Thank you. cultural contribution. That I did. Thank I you didn't for write that. it. I wish I did. Um, a group of ki- adult cats is called a clouder. A group of kittens born to the same mother is called a kindle. Oh. Oh. That's cute. Um, a male cat is called a tom, and a female cat is called a molly or a queen, obviously. Hell yeah. Get it. Uh, cats have three eyelids, but we all already knew that. The third eyelid is actually <laughs> on, on each uh, eye. They have a top lid, a bottom lid, and then a nictating membrane, which comes from like hot. the in the inside corner of the eye and like goes sideways, like men in is black. It insane in the nictating <laughs> membrane. <laughs> yes, it is insane in the nictating membrane. The, I'm playing catch up here, but go on. The membrane is not made out of skin, like the upper and lower lids, but rather a thin membrane that is more like a tongue. And I think it's said because cats just exist much closer to the ground, so they get, like, dirt and shit in their eyes all the time. So every single time they blink their eyes, they have this third eyelid that, like, swipes sideways, like like a windshield wiper almost. It, like, wets their eyeball. Yeah, it just sweeps all the dust off. Keeps it lubed up. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Nice. Yikes, um, I want one of these this installed. One's, this one's for Kenyon. The technical term for a hairball is called a bezoar. Mm-hmm. Yep. It comes up in Harry Potter. Oh, mm-hmm. oh that's right. Sp- Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it does come up. Oh, okay. <laughs> God. Um, specifically, cat hairballs are called trichobezoars. And it's because mm-hmm. it's like hair. I don't know. Trico? Trico? I don't know. They get, that sounds like a spell in Harry Potter. It totally does. Yeah. Um, cats get these trichobezoars from grooming and consuming their own fur, so naturally long-haired cats have more hairballs. And on that note, cats groom themselves for up to 50% of their waking hours. <laughs> so two it. hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of gross bodily movements, when a cat leaves their poop uncovered, it's a bitchy move to let you know that they don't fear you. <laughs> wow. Are you kidding me? No. I'm terrified now. And another oh bitchy God. move is when they bring you a dead mouse or a bird or something. It means that they're pitying you because you suck at hunting. <laughs> Great. Thanks. <laughs> this is really passive aggressive. Uh, cats have scent glands on their tail, forehead, lips, chin, and front paws, and they rub on things and people to mark their territory, and if you've ever been offended after petting a cat and it immediately goes and licks the spot where you were petting it, it's because they're trying to get your scent off of them. 
So lots of bitchy okay. moves. Of, the so cats far, are so, so far, mean. No endearing moves. <laughs> oh, the bread baking, <laughs> the kneading. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Last but not least, this is my favorite factoid, and I'm totally doing this. <laughs> Uh, we know that Egyptians super loved cats, but I found out that when an Egyptian family's cat died, they all shaved their eyebrows in mourning. <laughs> oh, I expect you to do that when I die. <laughs> I'm putting it in my will and testament. I want everyone in attendance of my funeral to, to have ceremonially eyebrows. shaved their eyebrows. Oh my my eyebrows are my best quality, so that is not happening. But I will put on like a like a skull cap type thing to cover I don't know, them make it work because if you don't do it I'm haunting your ass <laughs> no so she gonna find you she gonna find you Kenyon <laughs> Kenyon could shave her eyebrows and they'd be back within like 45 minutes that's, that's true. true she can just close her eyes and like push really hard and they just pop <laughs> yeah. out yeah it's like Nixon and the shaving yeah <laughs> um, so in closing, I would like to, at this time, use my platform to encourage people to adopt a cat from a shelter, especially older cats and black cats. Mm-hmm. Black cats have a really low adoption rate because they're, like, hard to see. And people think they're bad luck. Um, only 24% of cats who enter shelters are adopted, which means the rest are put down. So we can wait, do much better than this. And in the words of Bob Barker, spay and neuter your pets for fuck's sake. Nice. Correct. Nicely done. Amen. Wow. We, in my case, we will get to an alternative to spaying and neutering. And oh, euthanizing. No. Cat condoms? An ill-fated alternative. Oh, my oh, God. No. I can't wait. I'm going to be, Sarah and I are going to be at Con, which is a cat con based in Seattle. And we're basically, for Halloween, we're going to do a little history of uh, black cats in pop culture and movies and stuff. So <gasps> That's uh, awesome. If, yeah, so if any if any of your listeners are going to be in Seattle, we're going to be uh, we're doing a live show. So that's going to be. I keep forgetting to I keep forgetting to mention, and I'm like, oh, this thing that I'm going to do in a month. What's it called again? It's called SeeMeowCon. We're based, yeah, we're doing a live show at SeeMeowCon on Saturday, the twenty sixth. So nice. So okay, that that is just a couple days after this airs, listeners. So go to SeeMeowCon in Seattle. Yay, thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, let's hear a word from our sponsor real quick then. Yeah. You know what I just love on a hot summer day? What? Mm, some hot beer. What? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. You know who also doesn't like hot beer? Mm-mm. The founder of Brewmate, his name is Dylan. He mm-hmm. made it Brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better so that if you have a cold beverage it stays cold and if you have an intentionally hot beverage Mm -hmm. it stays hot we Mm -hmm. love brewmate kenyan Mm -hmm. tell us more Mm -hmm. yeah basically i am a very slow coffee drinker i am a coffee sipper and up until getting my multiple brewmate items that meant that i had to like enjoy my coffee for 2 minutes and then not enjoy and continue to drink my coffee for 6 hours oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so brewmate has completely saved me i also love brewmate for keeping cold drinks cold like my white wine white wine <laughs> I have a ton of brewmate stuff. I have their uncorked wine tumblers in glitter rose gold. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yeah, I have a glitter flask. 
which is adorable. I also got some really cool glasses for my husband that are like very trendy upscale. They're the insulated nosing glass in walnut. They're stunning. I have them out on our bar as like status decor. (laughs) I love Brewmate. Don't settle for warm alcohol. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit brewmate.com and add code GALS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to brumate.com and add code GALS15. That's G-A-L-S-1-5. Treat your beverages. Treat them. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Halloween. <laughs> okay, I'll stop with that voice. Yeah, a little extra. Remember, <laughs> remember when planning your costume as a kid was like the most fun you could have pre-Christmas? And yep. now you're an adult and you're oppressed by the weight of how terrible the entire <laughs> world is. And existential, existential dread. dread. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> anyway, Halloween feels a little less Halloween-y, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, me undies is bringing back the childlike joy of picking out the perfect costume with their spooky little prints yes. and Halloween costume onesies. That's right, costume onesies. Boo! Oh, <laughs> incredible! Yeah. These undies are spooky soft, like designed to be the best thing you've ever put on your body. Soft, like mm-hmm. softer than a fluffy kitten dressed up in a pumpkin costume. Oh. Like softer than the brains that zombies love to eat. Yum. And I know I didn't go too far because <laughs> you all are as spooky as I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you get the idea that these are the softest undies known to man or woman or outside of those two parameters or anything in between. And they are mm-hmm. also available in sizes extra small through 4XL. So soft for all, y'all. Truly, I have like a million matching sets with my partner now because I'm just making us match in all uh-huh. of our outfits. It's perfect. It's really our you. underwear. It's really hard to resist when your partner's bum looks so good in those yeah. onesies. I don't know what it is about the fabric, but like butts look incredible. <laughs> Exquisite. <laughs> Exquisite. I love their patterns too. Me Undies has the most unique prints out there, but the Halloween prints are on another level spooky. I mm. need to get those cobweb like spider web prints. I love oh, yeah. the spider web onesie. Mm-hmm. This year, Me Undies is coming out with a variety of festive prints to really put the boo in booty. Mm, you said it. <laughs> Didn't think Undies would up your Halloween costume game? Well, think again, people. Mm-hmm. Their unique prints are designed to be mixed and matched and turned into the most guaranteed first prize of the costume contest costume. And Ooh. if you don't feel like leaving your house at all, hello, you've come to the right podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool, too. Just wear the Halloween costume onesies to pass out candy and you are good to go. That is fully my plan this year. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. Such, that's such a good idea. I love I'm that. I'm also going to turn all of my lights off so no children come to my door so I can just eat all the candy in my <laughs> Halloween onesie. <laughs> they already know you as the witch on your block. Nailed it. <laughs> you yeah, Your house is already the scariest just by... It really is. It really is. 
All right, so Me Undies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. So this is a no-brainer, just like zombies, uh, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So to get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash gals, G-A-L-S. That's MeUndies.com slash gals put the boo in booty treat your booty do it in late 1936 benjamin bugsy siegel was dispatched from brooklyn to los angeles to oversee west coast operations for the infamous mob outfit murder inc is this, a, is this name? a human or a cat is this a human or a cat you're describing this is a human, Bugsy okay. Siegel. He's one of the most ja famous Rule. mobsters. <laughs> yeah, this is R-U-L-E, Ja Rule. He, too, has been bamboozled, misled, led astray. Um, <laughs> no. Furfest. All right. <laughs> um, I also want to just give, I forgot at the top, I want to give a shout out to the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys because they recommended this case to me. So that is how I found cool. it. Okay, so Bugsy Siegel, he's a mobster for Murder, Inc., which was the, that's where Ja Rule got right. Murder, Inc. Mm-hmm. from the mob. Mm-hmm. And he moves from Brooklyn to L.A. because they want to expand their operations. It was good timing, so Bugsy was sort of on the run from the law in New York at the time, so he got the fuck out of Dodge. Um, and it was also a good fit because Bugsy loved the bright lights and glitterati of Hollywood, mm-hmm. particularly its actresses. Ooh. Mm. Despite being married, Bugsy was romantically linked to several ingenues in his day, and actress Jean Harlow, known as the Blonde Bombshell, another nickname for Stephen's cat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, was even his eldest daughter, Millicent's godmother. Wow. I love the name Millicent. So he was pals with megastars Cary Grant, Clark Gable, oh, wow. Gary Cooper, and Frank Sinatra. Ever heard of him? A whole gang of misogynists. <laughs> a whole <Yep>. pack. <laughs> a whole clouder. Yeah. A real rat pack. Okay, anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In addition to attending star-studded Hollywood parties, Bugsy would also go on to, quote, put Las Vegas on the map. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Turning the once dusty backwater into the gambling haven that it is today. Wow. And yes, in the course of his work, some heads did roll. Bugsy has been linked to numerous mob hits, including most notoriously that of his close personal friend, Harry Greenberg. Good Lord. They must not have had a contract in an LLC. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That has a death clause. We should have had a murder clause. (laughs) Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I need to to review on Santa Claus. This guy, Big Greeny, was murdered in Hollywood on Thanksgiving in 1939. Bugsy was put on trial for the killing, and he soups did it. Um, and it's there was a fire. Soups did it. <laughs> but that was in in closing, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. He's soups did it. Soups guilt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it was like a big deal in the press at the time. But conveniently, a key witness for the prosecution dropped dead mid-trial, and all no. the charges were dropped. Oh, mm. weird. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
But this story isn't about Bugsy Siegel. It's about the man who killed him and that man's love of cats. Yes. Oh, my God. I think she's implicating <laughs> Oh, my God, Stephen. indeed. <laughs> he loves cats. He lives in Hollywood or ish. I don't know. I have no sense of geography. Um, <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. It's all this. Everything in Southern California, like for, I don't even know, 100 miles to me is just L.A. You Hollywood. Can, you can see the Hollywood sign from Disneyland. It's great. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. So like I said, it's the 1930s. Bugsy, sometimes known behind his back as the bug, relocates from New York to L.A., but he meets resistance trying to move into the West Coast mob territory because he mm. is of the Jewish mafia, and at the time, the West Coast mob was Sicilian territory. Okay? You don't fuck with Got that. Got it. Yeah, so shit's going to go down. Most of that resistance came from an old colleague turned mob boss in his own right, Jack Dragna. Dragna and Bugsy had worked closely together in the past for murdering. As <laughs> What's my motherfucking name? I'm, I'm never going to be able to not do that when you say murdering. <laughs> so I'm just preparing I'm you. you. Uh, I also was today years old when I learned that it was R-U-L-E. I always had and it was not R-U-L-E. Like the name Ellie. Oh, I always thought they were asking if you were Ellie. A person <laughs> named Ellie. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> Whatever. You Holland time. Oats, okay? Dog people, am not, I right, Stephen? I'm mm -hmm. not always on time, but I'm always there when you call. Okay. Mm -hmm. I gave you my all. <laughs> so, okay. Dragna so and Bugsy had worked together <laughs> as a, quote, team of underworld torpedoes or hitmen. And they initially worked in tandem when Bugsy made it to L.A., but soon enough, they turned into bitter rivals. So Bugsy came out to L.A. and he was like, no, don't worry about it. I'm not trying to, like, step on your toes. But then he was like, I'm just where it's on now. So Dragna had since become a powerful bootlegger and gambling chieftain and was even described by the State Crime Commission report as, quote, the Al Capone of California. There are photos of everybody on the drive if you want to go look. Oh, thank God. Ja the two Rule men, included. Ja, ja oh, I should, how did I not put a photo of Ja Rule on the drive? There's still Idiot. time. Okay. The two men were fighting over control of the Racing Wire Service, which was basically a service that broadcast the most up-to-date gambling odds. And this was for, like, horse racing and, and also, like, sports ball. Um, sports ball. Yeah, like just generally sports. Um, and so illegal bookmakers relied on the racing wire service for their businesses. Um, so the wire was an extremely lucrative racket at the time. And so the, the two mobs are fighting over it. And working for Jack Dragna was a man named Eddie Canizzaro. Eddie started working for Dragna when he was 24 years old, starting out as just a simple gopher running errands for the mob boss, acting as a courier. He later was Dragna's chauffeur, then bodyguard, and eventually worked his way up the food chain to the role of enforcer. Wow. So Eddie was, quote, the muscle, but it's rumored that he was actually much more, i.e. Dragna's trigger or hitman. Mm. 
I love all the lingo. You really do love all the lingo so much. <laughs> Gopher, enforcer, trigger, M- muscle, trigger, <laughs> muscle. torpedo, cat lover, chain. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's, we'll get it's, to the cats. It's like I hope so. The, <laughs> Any like secret society or order or you know the the mob, it just sounds like a bunch of dudes playing D and D. It's like I mm-hmm. ca- I roll my die to be your enforcer. Totally. <laughs> I played D and D for ten years, and I can tell you this is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate you. Okay, here's a quote from Eddie. Quote, a lot of guys figured I was the old man's trigger because there was a rumble out about a young guy from New York. And a rumble I just, in the jungle? <laughs> and I just happened to fit all the descriptions. I like how he oh doesn't deny it at all. He's just like, yeah, people say I'm the hitman. It me. Yep. <laughs> it me. <laughs> 100% that bitch. The bitch. Even when I'm crying crazy. Okay. <laughs> But later in the 1970s, in the Oak Park, Agoura Hills neighborhood that he lived in, Eddie would instead come to be known by a different moniker, the Cat Man. <gasps> He's a cat yeah, man. I'm a cat man. I'm a cat man. Remix. <laughs> Steven, we bust out into variations of Scatman very regularly. <laughs> At least once a month. It's common. Okay. I mean, so- that, those are my, that's my favorite genre is country and techno combined. Oh. <laughs> a fever dream oh. of music genres. <laughs> Rough. Okay. So, um, the cat man, he got this name because of his undying devotion to the feline species. So, initially, before he became a murderer for hire, uh, Eddie says that he planned to become a veterinarian. Oh, so sweet. Uh, I know. Uh, But after he served in World War II, he kind of drifted for a while. uh, And then rather than go straight to vet school, um, he instead started hustling pool for cash. And then the mob boss, Dragna, spotted him and, like, took him under his wing and brought him up through the ranks. Mm. During his time working for Dragna, Eddie, the muscle, didn't get much opportunity to nurture his softer side. But it was still there. It was still there, like a nictating membrane. Yeah, just lurking in the corners of his eyes. After his retirement from the mob, Eddie lived with and cared for his elderly mother, along with, at any given moment, three dozen or so rescued cats. Holy shit. That's a I love cats, but that's a lot of cats. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Just think of the litter boxes. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Your whole house would be a litter box at that point. (laughs) You just put sand on the floor. Yeah. Oh. Beach house. Oh. Oh, it wouldn't be dusty at all. Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ugh, Make sure I it's can't. clumping. <laughs> <laughs> Walk on it to clump it. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> it's like and now here's our Lucy. sponsor break for scoopable litter. <laughs> oh, my and, God. We shouldn't have gotten a scoopable litter ad. None of Idiots. the cats fear him, so none of them cover their poop. Oh, yeah. He's just getting constantly being, like, shaded with mice. (laughs) 
Yeah, so Aww, much they shade. Take after their, they take after their owner. He's he's presenting dead bodies to his boss, and his cats are presenting That's dead so bodies to him. Oh, my God. Exactly. He's like, come on, you don't respect me? Like, I've killed so many people. I don't need this mouse. Yeah, he's like, God, uh, my boss sucks at hunting. <laughs> Drag, now you suck at hunting. Um, okay, also, in addition to all the cats in his home, every evening around 6 p.m., he would go outside to the same street corner and feed even more strays that came a caterwauling. Oh, okay. The retired gangster's love of cats even made newspaper headlines at the time. At one point, he waged a campaign to get motorists in the area to slow down in order to protect his beloved cats, as well as human children. But these definitely <laughs> felt like an afterthought. <laughs> he literally, in the article, was like, we got to save the cats and, and also probably children. I guess while we're at it, we might as well. Yeah. I identify okay. with that. Yeah, I wrote, he is Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Another local newspaper called Eddie, quote, the Samaritan to end all Samaritans, (laughs) which is funny because it sounds like Eddie did end quite a few Samaritans. (laughs) That sounds like he killed good Samaritans on like a rampage. I will end all Samaritans. All Samaritans. There can only be one. I am the Samaritan. The sole Samaritan survivor. It's definitely going to be like the next Liam Neeson movie. The Samaritan. I don't know who you are, but I will find you and I will support you in your endeavors. Absolutely. Did did Dragnet ever be like, Hey, what? Why are you in the newspaper a bunch? You're supposed to be like my under the radar <laughs> yeah. hitman, and you're in all these articles, like being like, save the kits. Yeah, I don't know if that's how he talks. Keep a low profile, <laughs> cat man. Well, Eddie, Eddie was allowed to retire early because he had some really high profile hits, including Bugsy Siegel. So mm. he was able to retire early on his quote good investments. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Okay. But the Catman was a tireless crusader for his feline friends, financing a pet clinic out of his own home, bottle feeding the kittens, and even finding homes for some of the sewer cats who lived in the storm drains in the area. Oh, my God. It's my dream to bottle feed a kitten. Oh. Oh. And my favorite factoid... Eddie even tried to get his Las Vegas mobster buddies to get in on an investment opportunity with him. Oh, startup. Qu- quote. The first uh, cat cafe. <gasps> oh, this is even crazier. This is even bonkers, like more bonkers. Quote, a plan to develop a birth control serum for cats. <laughs> it's genius. I love this idea. <laughs> yeah. And then make it for men, please. Cheaper, <laughs> cheaper than surgery, non-invasive. I mean, yeah, I'm just here give for all it. cats the next one on arm implant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Nuva Ring. <laughs> Nuva Ring for cats. They, high risk of pulling out and playing with the Nuva Ring. <laughs> <laughs> the best cat toy. Side effects include <laughs> yeah, turning Nuva Ring into a cat a toy. A small string dangling from their buttholes probably wouldn't be the best thing for cats. <laughs> <laughs> There's no string, but yeah. What's yeah. the one with the string? 
There's like a string. That's a tampon. No. <laughs> and that's not birth control. The T-shaped one. <laughs> oh, well, that's like a tiny hook that with a with a, div- a medical device, it can be removed, but it can't. That's It doesn't that's hang a, down like a tampon Yeah, it, it doesn't hang down like a string. Well, uh, male cats do installed. have barbed penises. That probably wouldn't work <laughs> for that long either. Yeah, we don't want the hook. <laughs> we do not want the hook. No. <laughs> Okay, so the Las Vegas mobster buddies were not as excited about this birth control serum. They had no Uh, vision. Amazing opportunity. Um, And as far as I can tell, the wonder serum never took off, probably because cats are notoriously picky about their serums. (laughs) (laughs) Only the most essential oils. (laughs) Exactly. I'm sorry, is this cold-pressed? (laughs) So Eddie told reporters, quote, I just get mad when I see what people do to little animals. They just toss them out any place on the road, in an empty field, in an alley, and leave them to die without ever thinking of the pain and suffering they're causing. This guy killed, like, so many people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's literally Lucy. I I mean, he's... I can't. Well... I mean, I would say that cats do less harm in general than humans do, so. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. justify Mm -hmm. it. There we go. Well, yeah, you are. Okay, so the cat man didn't seem to embody the same level of empathy for his fellow humans. Allegedly, when Eddie reminisced about the old days to friends, he said, quote, no one got killed who didn't need it. (laughs) Okay. Need it. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently Bugsy Siegel, among others, needed it because... Uh, this is this is decades later. On March 6th, 1987, when Eddie the Catman Canizzaro was 66 years old. Usually I would write just 66 years old, but I feel like if you're in the mob and you make it to 66, yeah, you're pretty, pretty fucking good. lucky. Yeah. So he's, it's 87, he's 66, he's laying on his deathbed due to heart failure. And well, mm. the cat man had some stuff to get off his chest. Oh, not, and nice not just pun. a cat making like <laughs> fluid, <laughs> making biscuits. Yeah, maybe some fluid, <laughs> an abundance of edema. Get <laughs> <laughs> some stuff to get out of his chest too. Yeah, <laughs> like a stint. Um, <laughs> so Eddie quote summoned federal agents and a reporter to his bedside and confessed to seven underworld hits, including Bugsy Siegel's which he said had allowed him to uh, an early retirement. Wow. Eddie's deathbed confession described Bugsy's June 20th, 1947 murder in great detail. Quote, I had a semi-automatic carbine with a full magazine. I moved up on the lawn and could see clearly through the bay window. Siegel had his back to the window next to the side table. I nestled the barrel on the branch and took my time before I squeezed off the shots in rapid fire. It was a clean hit. I I was picked because I knew Siegel and wouldn't make a mistake. Ooh. Ooh. This was his best friend? Or was no. this the other guy? No. Okay. This is his boss's enemy. Gotcha. Um, who had killed his best friend. Okay. Siegel, ki- Siegel killed his own best friend. Okay. And indeed, all of Eddie's details about the murder were spot on. Bugsy was sitting in his girlfriend Virginia Hill's living room in Beverly Hills, Stephen's home. 
apparently, because yep. it's all the same. Yep. You can see yep. Disneyland from the window. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, Virginia was an actress whom Bugsy had nicknamed the Flamingo after his hotel. <laughs> Very romantic. Yeah. I don't like that. And she would stand on one leg, so that was also why she was <laughs> And she was solid pink. It was really odd. It she loved bizarre. shrimp cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and her beak was huge. <laughs> her beak. Okay, Virginia was out of town uh, during this murder, and there are rumors that she'd actually been tipped off by Eddie of the hit ahead of time and was told to get out of town for her health. Oh, oh that's shit. mobster. You do not want to hear that. For your <laughs> Go health. Go get some fresh air out in the woods. It's for your health. Take a walk. For your health. <laughs> um, but Bugsy wasn't alone. His longtime pal, Alan Smiley, was also there just chilling. It was just like a calm night in. Um Oof. Bugsy was a, quote, fixture in Hollywood nightlife uh, who was obsessed with being part of the Hollywood scene, and he was reportedly reading a gossip column of the uh, Los Angeles Times when suddenly a series of shots pierced through the living room bay window. And Smiley was hit multiple times in the arm, but he survived and would later become an oil man in Houston. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, That's anything a could happen. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, anything could happen back then. Yep. God. I can't succeed here. I'm just going to strike oil in Texas. <laughs> just going to become an oil man. And then I'll go to Hollywood and make moving pictures. That was the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> Bugsy was shot many, many times, including twice in the head, and died instantly. The assailant, who was never officially caught, one might say, slinked well, off like a cat in the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at the time, Eddie Canizzaro was brought in for questioning, but the police had no concrete evidence against him, um, and so they were never able to charge him, and they were forced to let him go. Wow. Oh, wow. And it would be decades before the godfather to cats would start <laughs> to meow. <gasps> like a canary. <laughs> <laughs> Another writer neighbor of Eddie's remembers the cat man once divulging about Bugsy's murder to him. But when this neighbor asked him, do you really want to do this? Because, like, he, the guy was a writer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and Eddie reconsidered and he goes, why not? And the writer goes, because there's no statute of limitations on murder. <laughs> and then, quote, there was a long pause. Maybe I'd better think that over, Eddie said, heading for the door. <laughs> then he turned back to me and said, you're not going to say anything about this, are you? <laughs> you might want to take a record, for right? Your health. <laughs> for your health. Get out of town for your health. I assured him that my lips were sealed and he left. We never spoke of the subject again. Oh, my and God. <laughs> Bugsy Siegel, one of history's most well-known mobsters and a titan in his day, had a quite unceremonious send-off from this world. His funeral purportedly lasted only five minutes. 
<laughs> like my wedding. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> and only half a dozen people were in attendance, but this was perhaps out of fear that the cat man might strike again. <laughs> oh. And finally, my favorite quote that I came across, thank you, newspapers.com. Quote, if Eddie Canizzaro wants to give you a stray cat, better consider it an offer you can't refuse. Why would you want to refuse? (laughs) (laughs) And that is my case. Nice. Wow. He's a cat man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Good job. Wait, what year did did Eddie die again? Eddie died in 87. Great vintage. Um, Oh, wow. Year of our Lord. Bugsy Siegel was murdered in 47. Wow. I'm, I'm curious. He, he Eddie dies in 87. I'm born in 87. Reincarnation? Oh, we all were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, reincarnation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you the cat man now? Possibly. He's the cat Okay, let's hear another word from our sponsor. Getting in shape, quote unquote, isn't just about losing weight. In fact, that might not even be your goal. Getting in shape is more about learning healthier habits and just feeling better about yourself. So whether that's more stamina to keep up with your busy life, running after your kids on play dates, uh, finally getting into your favorite pair of jeans, or being more just in tune with your body's needs or like practicing more self-care, there are a myriad of reasons why you want to get in shape. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why we love Noom. Noom is a habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Y'all, this app is so easy to use. It's super easy to navigate. You can go back to previous conversations that you've had with not only your goal specialist, who's there to keep you on track, but also you can hop in these group chats and just sort of meet other members of the Noom community, give each other some support, some ideas. My favorite thing about Noom is that no food is good, bad, or off limits. Noom Mm -hmm. teaches moderation and can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets if that's what you want. I am personally using um, the intermittent fasting technique, which means I only eat between noon and 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. Which is good because you're a a reverse vampire. That doesn't make any sense. Never mind. So real. (laughs) I love it. I I sleep a lot, basically. So I'm just Mm -hmm. sleeping that entire time. I'm not eating, which really works for me. It gives my body some time to digest and kind of de-bloat. Um, I've lost a couple pounds. That wasn't my goal. But overall, I just feel a lot more energized. I feel better about myself. I think mm-hmm. over time, I'll start to see these results that I wasn't even anticipating just because I'm treating my body better every single day. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. So sign up for your trial today at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com forward slash gals. Because what do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com forward slash gals to start your trial today. One more time, that's Noom.com forward slash gals, the last weight loss program you'll ever need. 
So as a podcaster, it's been a little while since I've had to work in a corporate environment, but Mm -hmm. let me tell you, when I think back to those days, my main memory is like having to unbutton the top button of my pants at my desk. It's haunting. It's haunting. It's truly haunting. Literally why I left a normal career path. Yeah. Exactly. Or why. (laughs) So Beta Brand says that you should not have to pick between style, comfort, and like looking professional at work. Mm -hmm. So that's why we love Beta Brand. I think the coolest thing about Beta Brand, aside from like the stretchy waist, Mm -hmm. is that Beta Brand wants your help turning up-and-coming designs into full-fledged products. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's like a creative community, too. Their crowdfunding platform gives you a voice in deciding tomorrow's fashion today. Anyone can join the community brainstorm that brings new beta brand styles to life. And you'll even get 15% off every time you fund a new design. So if you have, like, an idea for a new pattern... Get on the Beta Brand train. Not only has Beta Brand revolutionized office wear, but they now offer premium denim with the same flexibility and comfort as yoga pants. I'm on board. I know what I will be ordering as soon as we finish this ad. Honestly, for (laughs) real. I, I personally wear my Beta Brand stretch, like dress pant yoga pants Uh pretty much every day. Yep. I love them. And like Lucy said, I also have haunting memories of former dress pants. My body is like an adorable Frankenstein's monster of mismatched parts. So I have like a <laughs> tiny waist and then an explosively huge butt and then super <laughs> short little legs. So like pants just don't make sense for me. And I would try to find dress pants that were professional and fit me properly. And it they never fit. I would always have to get something hemmed, something nipped, something tucked. And then they aren't nearly as comfortable as wearing, say, yoga pants that look exactly like dress pants to work. And also, why does the fly always fall down on dress pants? Mm-hmm. It's like the know. barn door was always open as I'm walking into a meeting. I don't think so. I don't want to deal with that ever again. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely y- love the beta brand dress pant yoga pants. They are so comfortable. They stretch in every way that you can imagine. They also have mm-hmm. belt loops. So I can wear like a cute little fashionable belt with them. They have like stitched in faux pockets. They have the top stitched in buttons. So you look exactly like you're wearing a pair of structured dress pants and no one has to know that you're secretly in the most comfortable pants you will ever wear in your life. It's the best. You can wear Exquisite. these puppies on Thanksgiving. That is how yeah. comfortable they are. Thanksgiving okay. on an international flight. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. it. All right. So you have got to try a pair of these pants from Beta Brand. Trust us. You'll love them. And you get 20% off at betabrand.com slash gals, G-A-L-S. Don't wait. See for yourself why millions of folks agree these are the most comfortable dress pants Ever. Go to betabrand.com slash gals for 20% off. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com slash gals. Treat yo bod? Mm, treat it. Knowledge is power, and when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There are many decisions bigger than having a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for many folks, their fertility is a big question mark. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how now that I'm in my early 30s, how many like brunches or like girls dinners I've had with friends that have just turned into 
talking about can I get pregnant? How long will it take to get pregnant? What yeah. if I have to do IVF? Blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's on your mind. You're already mm-hmm. stressing about it. So if you want more information about your ability to get pregnant, you need modern fertility. Two of my girlfriends who listened to this show literally got the test and like had a wine and cheese night and took their home hormone test together. It's great. It's <laughs> how, awesome. How adorable and in your 30s is that evening? I can't even. Absolutely. I took it with my whole extended family with my aunts like coaching me through it. Like you have to do like jumping jacks to get the blood flowing and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's really fun actually and my aunts were so like, cute. "Yeah, you can do it." Um So Modern Fertility is a quick and easy hormone test that you can take at home, whether you're thinking of trying for a baby now or you just want to know your options for the future. Your Mm. results are delivered within 10 days and your personalized dashboard will give you insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags that you should be aware of. You can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse or use the timeline tool to plan ahead, which is really, really helpful, especially for me where I'm like, I don't know what continent I'll be living on next year. Uh, Timelines and planning ahead is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's proactive testing through your doctor can cost over a thousand dollars, but with yeah. modern fertility, you can get the same information for just $159. Amazing. It's wild. It's so important to know about what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and right now modern fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com/gals that is $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com/gals that's g a l s one more time modernfertility.com/gals treat yo awareness treat, treat it, it. So we talk a lot about serial killers on this show but not so much about serial shavers. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about two instances of criminal pussy shaving that shook <laughs> communities the to their very core. <laughs> gonna stop you right there. <laughs> you misread the assignment. No, I swear I didn't. <laughs> I swear. Wow. Oh my God. We should do a First. genital hygiene crimes episode. <laughs> I mean, I've committed Iconic. a lot of crimes against genital hygiene. Um <laughs> First we hop the pond to Plymouth, England, and you know what that means. Yes. yes. Vaginally inspired geography. (laughs) (laughs) I swear my case is actually about cats, but I had to make pussy puns. Crotch geography. (laughs) And all of these town names could also be nicknames for my vagina. So here we go. Plymouth is south of Holesworthy. Paul Holesworthy. (laughs) Ding. (laughs) North of Port Wrinkle. <laughs> that is a name for a East. butthole. <laughs> I was I was doing this early this morning while a certain someone was sleeping next to me and trying not to wake him up and shaking. I was laughing. Port so. Wrinkle. <laughs> port Wrinkle. Put it in my Port Wrinkle. South <laughs> Port Wrinkle. <laughs> East. East of Cooch's Mill. Cooch's Mill. 
<laughs> and quest of Big Berry. <laughs> Big Berry. <laughs> oh, good, good segment. Good geography. Sounds like a good time to me. Port oh, wrinkle. Port wrinkle is my favorite. Okay, screw Danny and Faye. My firstborn will be Port Wrinkle Faye. <laughs> Cats port like to show Faye. off their Port Wrinkles a they lot. They really do. Ooh. Cats never cover their Port Wrinkle. Oh. But you can buy a gem that you can hang from their tail to cover their Port Wrinkle. Yeah. Wrinkle. Oh. Anyway, so in May of 2016, in the sleepy coastal suburbs of Plymouth, lives Charlene Freeman, a 28-year-old mother of three, but four if you count her blessed fur baby, Charlie. Mm, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Ouch, Charlie. Ouch, Charlie. Fit me. Charlie bit me. It's still hurting. It bit me and it hurt and it's still hurting. <laughs> Charlie is a plump black and white short hair with an adventurous spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why he is permitted to roam both in and outside the house. Lucky wow. devil. Lucky devil. One day after an afternoon of adventuring, Charlie returned home with an odd haircut. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Charlene was mortified to find a clump of hair missing from behind Charlie's left ear. What? The vet suggested a few reasons why the hair could be missing. Cat kerfuffle, perhaps. <gasps> kerfuffle. Kerfluffle, oh. a medical condition. Kerfluffle is a really good cat name. It is really Alopecia. good. Alopecia. Oh, I love it. But cat Charlene Lopecia. knew it was something far more sinister. A mother knows. <laughs> a mother knows. She said, quote, it can't be a skin condition because the patches came up too quickly and I don't believe it is ringworm or a fungal infection because the skin is so smooth. <laughs> was it down She's to British, the skin so. or was it just like buzzed a yeah. little? It, I mean, it was buzzed, but it was like soft down to the skin. Oh, Charlie, so Detective no. Charlene, <coughs> mother knows. <laughs> so Detective Charlene got on the case and began contacting other pet owners around Plymouth and was dismayed to discover that, quote, a wave of other potential victims in Plymouth, Devon, had come forward with similar tales of woe. Tales. <laughs> tales. <laughs> Yeah, um, the UK Mirror had a really good time with this, as did Vice. Like, I have, this is not a very long case, and I have, like, 18 sources because everybody loved it so much. <laughs> Hoping this was just a once-off incident and not wanting to keep poor Charlie cooped up in the house, she let him go about his adventures as usual. No. But sure enough, a few days later, he came home with yet another patch of hair removed, this time across the top of his head, Reaching from ear to ear. <gasps> oh, no. A rictus shave. A rictus shave. Then yet Ma another shaved spot was found along Charlie's back. <laughs> According to Charlene, quote, I was very confused about what was going on. The skin is smooth where it's bald, and the edges are smooth. I have no doubt he's been shaved. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't himself. He looked... Unsure. A mother knows. A mother knows. A mother knows. I've no doubt he's been shaved. <laughs> he's been shaved. Also, when you said he wasn't himself, I first heard, like, it wasn't himself. Like, I know mm. he didn't shave himself. He didn't shave himself. 
yeah. with his thumbs. With my back, <laughs> my cat. Like any other good and protective pet owner, Charlene took to Facebook, posting photos <laughs> along with her harrowing story. And there are photos on the drive slash blog of Charlie, yes. the yes. plump black and white. And um, there's one close up of a little patch behind his ear that's missing. No. Is this Charlie's uh, nether regions? Uh, we'll get else? to it. Okay. That's a different Charlie's cat. black and white. We'll... Yeah. Oh. Ouch, Charlie. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so <clears throat> after going on Facebook, uh, sure enough, Plymouth residents were coming out of the woodwork to chime in with similar experiences, all of whom staunchly believe their beautiful cats were being targeted by the likes of a serial shaver. <laughs> <laughs> and now this was reaching farther than Plymouth. The RSPCA Animal Rescue were receiving reports of shaving as far as the Cotswolds. <gasps> the poor locals oh, reporting dear. the Cotswold cat shaver had 10 furry victims. Oh, no. I call him the Cotswold clipper, but they called him the Cotswold <laughs> cat shaver. <laughs> the local vets were urging their clients not to panic and to bring their pussies in if they notice bald spots. <laughs> there really isn't much else to be done. Things went quiet. At least for a minute. But a few months later, this headline hit newsstands. Quote, Jack the Clipper. <laughs> serial cat shaver strikes again in Minchinhampton. Jack the Clipper. Jack the Clipper. The targets, Kitty's bow and treckle, along with a third unnamed victim, returned home with patches shaved in their hind legs. No. Bow and Treckle's <laughs> owners, Mandy Felton and John Carey, understandably upset as their kitties have now been repeat targets of the shaver. I think I like John. Sorry? I think treacle it means like dessert or it's like a type right. of dessert. It's like also, a it's like a molasses. I wrote a whole fucking whatever. article on it. It's fucking bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like but, that third I like the third cat wished to be named and remain, know, remain nameless. Anonymous. But there's also yeah, yeah. like there's a mystical Fiercely creature private. in Harry Potter called a bow truckle. Oh. That's spelled that way. So I, I'm only pronouncing it that way because it might be a Harry Potter play. Or it oh, might be the dessert. Yeah, it's okay. like a it's like a fudgy like brownie. I don't know. Yeah, treacle is a, is the molasses, but you can make like cake out of it. I'm choosing to go with the Harry Potter. <laughs> bow All right, truckle. cool. It does sound like uh, an English dessert. Yeah. Okay, pause because my dog in her cone is trying to get out of the room, and she keeps just <laughs> she hitting the wall. Yeah. Oh Take video <laughs> for video. <laughs> Oh, poor baby. This is the greatest little pause we've ever had to take, and we're definitely not cutting it because it's too <laughs> oh, perfect in this episode. It. Oh. I had somebody at CatCon, uh, my friend dressed up with a cat cone. Like she wore a cone on her head and dressed up as a cat. And Oh, my uh, God. You don't have, you can't see that much when you wear a cone. So I feel for, I feel yeah. for the little doggy. Do you oh. know when CatCon 2020 is? Do you have the dates? Uh, no, I don't have the dates yet, but I, I believe it's uh, the, t I think it's the 20th, or uh, sorry, the 20th. I think it's in June. I don't know where the 20th came from. Uh, All right, I we will change our schedules around. <laughs> yeah, I'm changing our tour dates so that I can attend. Yeah. 
All right. She's is fair. Josie safely yes. delamped? <laughs> she has exited the room, so you don't just Poor hear thing. her banging into Aww. every yeah. wall and piece of furniture. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> All right, so John said, quote, this is the fourth time it has happened now. It's ridiculous. Who would go around doing this kind of thing? I'm sure it's taking a real toll on the cat now. The poor thing must be traumatized. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised she still wants to go outside. True. Which is totally fair. But you know how we Americans love to one-up the competition. So 3,652 miles away in Virginia, USA, Virginia. (laughs) <laughs> Another cat shaver was at large in 2017. Oh, it's just, least, it is whoa. just like Jack the Ripper, where some yeah. people have theories that he was uh, transatlantic. Yes. Oh, totally. At least seven cat residents of Waynesboro had been abducted and completely shaved over the course of a few months, oh. much to the community's shock and confusion. Not a single witness to the crime exists. It appears the shaver abducted the cats from yards, completely undetected, took them to an undisclosed location, crudely shaved the beasts, and then returned them to their homes, otherwise unarmed. I mean, unharmed. Unarmed. My cat came with a gun. What happened to, her? What happened to my cat's Glock? <laughs> they were unarmed and unharmed. Police initially thought that some vigilante like spay, neuter, good Samaritan was snatching up strays and feral cats and implementing some surgical cat birth control. Cat serum. But alas, a deeper look into the situation would reveal that this was not the case. So they were just getting their jollies off, shaving some cats. Exactly. God damn it. Police Captain Kelly Walker said in a statement that, quote, cats owned by two separate Tree Streets residents, and Tree Streets is a neighborhood of Waynesboro, have been shaved in the underbelly, groin, and leg areas. He said it appears the shaving was done with a razor of some kind. The cats were not otherwise harmed. Some of these poor cats were even targeted multiple times, and Captain Kelly went on to say, quote, collectively, this involves seven cats that are indoor and outdoor cats. The cats were wearing collars and are well-groomed. Great detective work, Kelly. (laughs) Put that big brain of yours to catching these assholes. An account from PetsLady.com reads, quote... That's my website. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. Quote, one of the affected pet owners is Maya Odin, who stated that somebody abducted her cat and then shaved its lower abdomen. So those are the photos you saw on the drive. Into a perfect Brazilian. Yeah, (laughs) I want to know who this pussy shaver is because I need their number. Yeah, yeah, way better than what mine ever looks like. She also said a similar indignity was performed upon one of her neighbor's cats several months ago. Quote, he's real skittish and he feels really weird around people, explained Odin in reference to her ginger tabby. And something's happened to him, so we looked and he's been shaved underneath. (gasps) His undercarriage. Yes, there is a photo of the orange tabby in question on the drive. Yes, Stephen, I just texted it to you. So while police have no leads, resident cat owners took to the streets, posting signage all over the neighborhood in an attempt to catch the predator. The sign, which again is posted on the drive slash blog, reads as follows. And I'm going to yell all of the things that were in caps. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Shaving cats? <laughs> Several neighborhood cats have been abducted and their lower abdomens and groin areas shaved. 
<laughs> this is very upsetting to the cats and their owners. If you have any information about this suspicious activity, <laughs> please contact the police department at 540-942-6675. Our cats will thank you. Oh. Wow. This must have been a great week on the Nextdoor app. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my that God. Text thread. Oh, Holy so good. shit. I need the screenshots. <laughs> Someone from this Waynesboro area, please bring them forward. Tree Streets neighborhood. And while in comparison to the stories we typically cover, this is decidedly hilarious. I do want to make it clear that grabbing and shaving an animal in this way is considered animal cruelty. And it is incredibly distressing to the animal on the receiving end of that treatment. And though these kitties may not have sustained any physical harm, they most certainly can be traumatized and altered by such an event. So I wish the kitties well, and I hope the fucking clippers are caught Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly, I did see another article slash. I don't even know if I would call it an article. It looked like a weird blog post, so I didn't even bother like pulling anything from it. But I did see one that said that two years later in 2018, the Cotswold Clipper may have resurfaced, but still has not been caught. <gasps> so keep an eye out, everybody. Yeah, I mean, it could Stay be, vigilant. you know, animal cruelty, especially with like cats. I feel like oh, if a, this person was sign. caught. Yeah. yeah. If this person flag. was caught, they would be charged. They would receive animal cruelty charges. But also it's like a red flag for like serial killers, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, it, it can escalate yeah. this kind of creepy behavior. Yeah. Scary. Wow. I love this but story. That was my story. I was nice. okay. So I had this written for a drunk dive and then <laughs> Lucy told us that we had you know, made arrangements with you, Stephen, <laughs> to do a cat crimes episode, and I totally rewrote my previous drunk dive so I could save this. Oh, yeah, I so am so happy, and I'm so glad I did. It, yep. It's wild. So, so in neither place they have not had any cat shaving stories None. since, and None. nobody's. And you think? I mean, because these were what? What year were these both from? Twenty seventeen. They both happened, and they both started in like 2015, 2016, and then went qu- went quiet Ugh. as far as I know. And then it popped up again in the UK, like really in that Cotswold area. Yeah. In twenty eighteen. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so I, I think I, it's one guy. I'm sorry, but I think it's yeah. one guy, and it's yeah. definitely a guy. I'm well, sorry. Well, I wonder. I mean, it's. I mean, it seems like like more and more people are getting ring cameras, and mm-hmm. this is not sponsors simply safe things and shit. So it's like you think at some point we would be able, like, if this person strikes again, maybe we'll oh, catch them. You're on right. Video. I have Gotta faith. Hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, blessed be the fruit. Well, that's my nice. case. Nicely done, Stephen. Thank, thank you, you so fucking much for joining us this week. Yes, thank this you. This is the best. I hope you I, liked it. it it makes me want to, because we've talked about a few, and there's also like, there's even like lines of true crime, not true crime, but fictional crime books where cats are like solving mysteries and stuff. So it seems oh, like yes. true crime and cats are really, really a, a bonded pair, if you will. For sure. Uh, yeah. And it seems like there's so, there's such a huge world. The I will say briefly, one of the most interesting like, and I don't have all the details. We talked about it on like a cat news thing a couple of years ago, but somebody solved a crime because a woman was like mailing bomb threats, but th- they were able to find her because there was her cat's fur like yes. attached to the tape. Oh that yeah, was on we the just thing. did like a crime solved by animals and cat Ooh. cat hair and dog hair comes like watch forensic files for 
one yeah. sleepless night mm-hmm. and you'll hear like 10 stories that involve cat or dog hair. My favorite, I, ca- my favorite fact about that episode is, Stephen, you'll think this is interesting, that cat hair carries more of that cat's own DNA because cats groom themselves a lot more stringently Ooh. than dogs do. So cat hair as forensic evidence is often more useful. Yeah, mm-hmm. than than dogs or humans. I mean, unless you have like some type of like licking serial killer who like licks himself or licks his victims, then mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's hard Which to get. Which I bet is out there. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. no, I mean it, it's yeah, it's such a. I'm excited. I, I definitely want to listen to that. And it's just yeah, it's like it's. I don't know. What, I was like thinking about the you know Eddie our our cat man, and it's just like hmm, like you're emotionally repressed and you kill human right. beings, but you relate to cats. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. perfect yep. sense. Perfect sense. <laughs> perfect sense. Oh, it's so good. Oh, well, God bless you, Stephen, and Thank all you so the much cats. for taking the time. Yes, yeah. we Oh, no, it. this we was so the best. Fun. Thank you. And everyone check out The Purcast, mm-hmm. which check that's out with Lucy's three episode. R's. Yeah, and follow Stephen mm-hmm. on social. Because he posts pictures of Penny Lane all the time. I love it. I do. Steven, your social media is fucking fire. On point. Rotund. (laughs) It's a portly black and white. (laughs) With a Brazilian. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Love you all. Thank you again. Thanks, Steven. Thank you so much. All right. Special Special thanks. thanks. Of course, special thanks this week to our very special guest slash new best friend slash person that Lucy is going to kidnap and have live in her basement forever. Stephen Ray Morris. (laughs) Don't give it away. God. I mean he'll have his own litter box. I wasn't (laughs) fully planning on it. He did exhibit signs of jealousy that I have a basement though. Yeah. He said he wants to live there. (laughs) <laughs> He's asking for it. What was he wearing? <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. We love you. This kidding. was so we much love fun. You, Stephen. Yeah, this was the best episode of my entire life. Um, thank you also, Abby Van Wagoner, with mm. your five dollars a month. Let us hitch our wagon to your Van Wagoner and your van <laughs> to your van down just, by the river. Yeah, right away into the sunset. Thank you so much, Abby. Mm-hmm. And thank you to Angela Nevison. Girl, you're our Angela. You're our darling Angela. Nevison. We'd never say no to you, Angela. Correct. <laughs> and thank you to Kirsten Simmons. You cursed. You cursed. You <laughs> Kirsten, you cursed. But you're not cursed. You're cursed with love. Mm. Our love. We're going to suffocate you with it. <laughs> that is a curse. It is a curse. Thank you also, Erica Skeen. Mm. Going to skeen my way into your heart with your $5 a month coming up with us. I did not skeen what you did there. I have an itchy skeen condition. (laughs) (laughs) That prevents me from boarding flights. (laughs) I have an itchy skeen condition, and maybe it would get better if I Alice and G. Walshed my body every once in a while. (laughs) Thank you, Alice and G. Walsh. Let your generosity walsh over us. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Amanda Summer. Um, mm. uh, you're cool for the summer. Yeah, you are cool for the summer. 
You're Debbie really Lovato. summer thing else. Mm. <laughs> I'm more of a winter, but you're getting me mm. into summer. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Maddie Miller. We're we're not Maddie at you for your five bucks a month. Aww. Mm. Mm-mm. Driving us Maddie. You're driving us ma- baddie, Maddie. <laughs> and gracias to Tasha Garcia. Garcias for your very <laughs> generous donation. <laughs> my oh Spanish my is top Garcia, notch. That was oh bad. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kirsten Jones. I have a second You're Kirsten. Kirsten. You're Kirsten. Oh, thank you, Victoria Rendon. I've been rendoned speechless by your generosity. <laughs> thank you, I'm Victoria. Rendoning that fat to make a delicious <laughs> saute. Mm. I Maybe had that's so much- the source of your skin condition. <laughs> I had a lot of bacon for lunch today. <laughs> oh yeah, you're really rending in that fat. I'm trying Noise. to get through all my groceries that are in my fridge before I leave town for four days. So like, I get it. If that means overeating, yep. So be by it. God, I'll do it. Right? <laughs> you're a hero. It's not for me. It's for the fridge. Exactly. <laughs> and you know who else is a hero? Mercy, Yoho, Yolo, and have mercy, Mercy, Yoho. Oh, yo. And a bottle of rum, which I am <laughs> Thank you cruising for your, through. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Thank you for your five dollar donation. <laughs> Thank Ooh. you, Andrea oh, Farmer. Oh, motherfucker! Andrea requests Amanda, <laughs> so take <laughs> it away. Andrea Farmer, I'm here to till your fields and milk your cows, Andrea oh. Farmer. I can't wait to get my hands on those udders. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we're, we're giving you we're awarding you we're awarding you all the subsidies. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, With consent. I am Maddie. Thank you to Maddie No, who wrote in pronounced no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Maddie would like to shout out, quote, my gateway gal, Sydney, for introducing me to your amazing podcast. So shout out also to Sydney. Thank you both. Aww. Thanks, Sydney and Maddie. Friendship goals. What if Sydney's last name was yes? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no. <laughs> or her last their last name was fuck no. <laughs> hell, hell no and fuck yes I love oh it. yeah thank you to Katie L who increased their pledge from one to five dollars a month friendly reminder you can do that we love those increases mm-hmm. Katie we L-O-V-E-Y-O-U you mm. <laughs> oh, additional MG. shout out to Casper our high school our rap sensation resident aspiring rapper Wherever you are now, I hope you're okay. Are you okay? Meth is overflowing. I hope you (laughs) finally grew into those tall tees. I hope you made up with your dad. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you, dad. All right. He's a nice guy with incredible eyelashes. Yep, yep. You know who else I bet has incredible eyelashes? Sophie Bishop. Yes. We pray at your feet, Sophie Bishop. Yes. Thank you for increasing your donation <laughs> by the grace of God. Sophie Bishop. Bless your heart. 
And thank you, Emily Norman. You have conquered our hearts. Mm-mm. Conquest. <laughs> The Norman no. Conquest. You're the no. war. 1166. You're done. Conqueror. You're Emily done. the Conqueror. It's hey, not bye. okay. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I shan't. You're off the show. Okay, thank Sophie you. Sophie Bishop gets it. <laughs> oh, my God. God damn it. <laughs> Kirsten. Do we got oh another curse? Or, or Kirsten. Kirsten. We Menifee. don't know. Uh, for your mini fee of $10 a month, you'll be getting a f- mini furry, flexible, fucking patriarchy <laughs> wine glass. <laughs> a mini That is not fee. cursed. It might be cursed. It it's be. probably yeah, it's cursed. Don't put it in the dishwasher or else it will be cursed. It will literally be cursed. Hear that, Christina? You're also giving us $10 a month, and if you don't want to get cursed, Christina, you'll hand wash your fucking patriarchy (laughs) wine glass. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Christina. (laughs) Thank you, Lauren Grande Amy. Amy. Love it. Amy. Amy. Grande Amy. Grande Amy, you are a venti in our hearts. Oh, no. <laughs> Get out of here, Starbucks. <laughs> Thank you, Casey McNabb, who's kicking off our trash. Queen or king or neither or both level at $15 a month. Casey, you're about to McNabb some trash. Dusty from my house, trash. Which mm-hmm. is also cursed, definitely. Mm. <laughs> and Sierra Burris, a.k.a. Try Sierra Tops. Oh, I love that. I hope I'm, you have a fanhood and also uh, horns. Yeah, a don't fan. let Kenyon mold you out of clay. No, no do not. Bad idea. Speaking and of curses. We can't <laughs> wait for you to get your trash. My art is like the Yellow King. It's, it's interesting. It's real bad. Okay, thank you, Allie Gregg. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but you are at the top of the crag. Agro crag. <laughs> Allie agro crag. Thank you. Incredible. Okay. Wow, Jess Stewart. We are your stewards for you donating $25 a month, which uh-huh. means that you get to choose a topic and or case and or wine pairing for an upcoming episode so send us an email as soon as possible because we're currently booked out to like July t- t- oh, ten what? months from now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's a okay. problem. Well, yeah. do with that what you will, Kylie Rooney, because you're also <laughs> giving twenty five dollars a month, and we need to schedule your topic and or case and or wine and or all three. And Kylie. Would like to give her boyfriend a belated happy birthday and thank him for, quote, not minding when I take me time to listen to true crime as well as joining me for our show in Charlotte. He was very oh. confused and it made me love him more. Uh, NASCAR! NASCAR! <laughs> I'm All so right. sorry, Kylie. <laughs> no. And thank Kylie's you. boyfriend. Thank you to thank everyone you listening. We love you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip.
Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers!